Hello, friends, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Wellness podcast. If you're here listening to this podcast, we believe it's because you value your health and you may be looking for answers to help you live your healthiest life in a more simplified way. You may be dealing with your own health struggles or trying to help a spouse or child find a better way to deal with theirs. Maybe you've just lost your way or you've gone down that confusing rabbit hole of conflicting information that is swirling all around you. Don't worry, we've got you. As certified holistic health coaches, Kristen and I, I'm Gina, focus our health coaching practice on the belief that what we put on our plate is a direct reflection of what's going on in our lives. This ranges anywhere from the quality of your social life and personal relationships to the level of your physical activity and overall health of your spirituality practice, your career, and your finances and education. The foods you put on your plate are just one piece of this wheel that we call the circle of life. Before we introduce our guest speaker, we invite you to check out our website at stopchasingwellness.com, where you can learn more about our wellness coaching programs that we have to offer to purchase our book by the same name, Stop Chasing Wellness, and to learn a little bit more about both Kristen and myself. Our book is an overview of the pillars from which we teach, and we are so proud to share this with you and hope that you will find it to be the catalyst that you need to help point you in the right direction with your health and wellness goals. And our online wellness coaching programs, they're done in a way that allow you to start your program at a time that's convenient for you. Coach Kristen and I are with you every step of the way to help guide you and educate you and help you make this your very own personalized experience. Our online wellness coaching programs are designed to teach you how and what you should be feeding your body, as well as actionable steps to incorporate lifestyle changes that support the health of your hormones and create vitality. Basically, we teach you how to stop chasing wellness and to learn how to start creating it. We have a growing catalog of hormone-specific coaching programs that we absolutely love, and we know you will love them too. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm health coach Kristen here with health coach Gina. Hey. And we have been, we're, we're working on putting together a program, a health coaching program to help people get through perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. We're doing, it's, I'm really excited about it. We keep saying we're getting close, we're getting close, but I feel like we just, we're always really meticulous with these things. We want to make sure that we cover everything that everybody needs and has questions about and make sure that we really deliver a program that is really valuable to people. So we're taking our time, just getting all the details worked out on it, but one of the most common complaints that we hear from women when we asked people like, what do you want us to touch on as we develop this program was the, the topic of sleep. And it just is something that really is frustrating to women as they're approaching perimenopause and in menopause and even postmenopause. Right. And it's just, it's like this elusive, it's like trying to herd cats or catch butterflies, right? Just how do I, how do I improve my sleep? And I think that that's really tricky, especially as hormones are shifting and, st and all that stuff. But um, 
there's this, this thing called our circadian rhythm. I'm going to have Gina explain it because this is like the, the nuts and bolts and the key to, I believe, good quality sleep to nurturing that circadian rhythm. Yeah, I agree with that completely. So it's, you may have heard of it. You may not have, it's something that every living organism has a circadian clock. So this coordinates with different times of the day and night. So during the day, these organisms that we have in our bodies, which we call our gut microbes, they work hard during the day. They're considered our day workers. So they work at digesting food, absorbing nutrients, using the nutrients as energy that we burn. And then at night, our night workers go to work. And that's when our body is detoxing, cleansing, repairing itself, preparing for the next day. So, so the day workers can kick off and take over again. And the circadian rhythm is sort of like as the sun sets, right? I use the analogy a lot that we don't go to sleep at night, like turning off a light switch. Most people don't anyway. Um, It's more like the sun setting. So it's a process, it's a slower process, but when the sun starts setting, our body knows to shift gears from day workers to night workers. And, and um, that's part of why that kind of goes in with that intermittent fasting that we talk about sometimes uh, that we were switching roles. So when we stop eating after a certain time, the night workers have enough hours to do the work that they need to do while we're supposed to be sleeping at night. Yeah. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. And then when you also factor in, let's talk about cortisol for a minute. Mm -hmm. Is that, so cortisol is like our adrenaline hormone. It's that fight or flight hormone response that we talk about. And cortisol rises when you're, when you're in a stressful situation, if you're Mm -hmm. in traffic and and somebody almost rear ends you, right. And you get that, (gasps) right? And you're, so your adrenaline spikes, but that's what your body's supposed to do. It's like a protection mechanism, but cortisol. So cortisol is supposed to spike to protect you, to make you like, tell you to run away from the lion in the wild, right? Run away from the bear. And then it's supposed to come back down. But when we're stressed out, pissed off all the time, burning the candle at both ends, right? Like just can't quite, when that cortisol can't quite come down, and it stays elevated all the time, that's interfering with sleep. Sure. And that's good. That goes for physical and emotional stress too. So when you're constantly in that, my job sucks, my relationship sucks, these kids won't stop crying and fighting, and I'm always out and running from one thing to the next, or when you're in that mindset, or even, and when I talk physically, physically, if you're in chronic pain, or you have a chronic illness or something that's putting a, a longer term stress on your body compared to that flight fight or freeze. When we have that, when we need that instant cortisol is our friend when it's working for us, right? We need our cortisol to be working for us because that's what gets us out of a dangerous situation. Or when we're trying to run a marathon or a race or something like that, we need that cortisol then those are just examples, but when it's the chronic longer term physical and emotional elevated cortisol problem, that's where we run into problems. And when you're talking about the circadian rhythm, one of the things that happens at, at night, like when the natural, like 
looking out the window, you see the sun is setting, the day is getting like it's getting dark outside. One of the things that happens, it triggers our, our brain to release melatonin. But when your cortisol is all jacked up and you're super stressed out, right? Your cortisol is elevated. You're not, it's not allowing that release of melatonin and the melatonin tells your body it's nighttime. It's time to go to bed. It's time to start settling in. It's like, it's your sleep hormone. So when the cortisol is elevated and it's blocking that from happening, how the heck are you supposed to just turn off the light switch, hit your head on the pillow and go to bed? It's just right. The system have, is not set up for it. Our, our cortisol is peaks higher in the morning, right? And then it's gradually going lower as the day goes on into the nighttime. So when we're not at that part or we have that chronic elevated physical or e- emotional stress going on, sometimes that switches gears, right? Yeah. So now we're not having that that peak in the morning. We might be having that peak at the end of the day, which you'll never sleep that way. No, that's not what we, that's the opposite of what we want, right? And what, what we were, the opposite of what we were designed to yeah. do. <laughs> that's just, yeah, genetically, like that's why the, you rise with the sun, you sleep when it goes down. It's it's yeah. all it's the, the natural hormonal response and rhythm of the body. Right. So why fight it? <laughs> I think so. And there's, let me just point out too. So in our book, our Stop Chasing Wellness book, We've got a couple chapters where we talk about these things. We talk about intermittent fasting and the benefits that that has on the circadian rhythm. We talk about um, how that affects gut health, the circadian rhythm and the and the effects of gut health. And um, we'll be touching on that in our menopause guide as well. And we also have a chapter in our book specifically talking about sleep and the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's... Do you want to get into that? Let's get into talking about some sleep because that's what everybody wants to know, right? We've got, we understand how the circadian rhythm works instead of fighting it. Let's find ways to nurture that, that, you know, that onset of, of melatonin in the evening. And right. If we can't just go to bed, like flicking off a light switch, I mean, with the, with the rare exception, there are times when you are just flat out exhausted and you're ready to just pass out. And yeah, maybe you can go to sleep, but that might be more like passing out. like on a normal day there are just some things that we can do to help with that natural progression towards sleep so let's talk about that yeah this is one of my favorite topics to talk about it just like we said wind down like the sun sets it's a slow progression so start with dimming the lights like we're it's we're going to be getting darker soon i think we changed the clocks i don't know next week or the week after or something on the east coast and it's going to be dark out at like four o'clock in the afternoon that's crazy but what are we going to do right we have (laughs) brighter lights on because it's four o'clock in the afternoon but as that day goes on and tonight it's a good approach to start dimming those lights or use us a table lamp instead of an overhead light, yeah. um, turning off those electronics and getting them away from your head and your cell yeah. phone. We like to recommend putting the cell phone down an hour before bed or, or using at least those blue, what are they called? Blue blocker. Yeah. Glass. Yeah. If you're on a laptop or your cell phone, use something like that. That's helping to block that because those, that blue light keeps us yeah. from being able to wind down and go to sleep. And yeah. closing those blinds and curtains at night, like dark in your room. I think your 
a fan of that, right? Like keeping the room real dark so you get a good quality sleep. Love that. Yeah, we call that Vegas dark. (laughs) (laughs) So as the day gets, well, for you, yeah. I mean, you're about to head into work, dark at four o'clock. It's not the same out here in Arizona, but at that, you know, when we don't observe daylight savings time, but as, as our day naturally gets darker, we just kind of naturally start dimming the lights, create that dull, dim environment. Like after dinner, I'm just walking around. I'm always dimming the lights a little bit more, dimming the lights a little bit more, dimming the lights a little bit more. Yeah. I like a really, really dark bedroom. Also, um, turn the air down, turn your temperature down in your house, Mm -hmm. get a nice, cool. Don't you sleep so good? I always say I hibernate in the winter. Like when I can sleep with in Arizona here, we sleep with the windows open a lot in the winter or at least cracked open if it's really cold out. But just to have that super chilly room, oh my gosh, I hunker down and sleep like it is my job in the winter. <laughs> it's so good. Um, some other things people can do that help with that is if you use essential oils, which I would highly recommend because it's rare if a person tells you that they had that diffuser going to go to sleep at night and they don't sleep well. Yeah, there are many essential oils that just really help relax the body, calm the body down and just help you get a really good quality sleep to the point that people are waking up like, holy shit, that was the best night's sleep I've had in years. Right, where you want to high five yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Um, it's a simple solution. If you don't have a diffuser, get one of those little tiny spray bottles and put some, you know, uh, filtered water in there with some drops of lavender oil and just spray it on your pillows and on your sheets. I mean, it's just a light mist. It's not going to make your bed wet, right? but it's, it just, you're breathing that in on your pillow. It's so good. Oh, I feel like I want to go take a nap and spray my pillow. (laughs) Um, How about some breathing exercises and meditation? Just wind down with deep cleansing breaths and just a few deep cleansing breaths help reset and rebalance the central nervous system help calm the body and just help relax and get you in a place where maybe you might not have felt that you could get through a meditation before. But once you start doing some breathing exercises and bringing the body back to balance, you can get through a few minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes of a meditation and build up your practice from there. Sometimes it's just one minute. Sometimes it's just one minute to just focus on that breathing. How many times do you hear... I'm so stressed out. I I could never meditate. I can't meditate. I'm well, I I could be one of those people too. I have a lot going on and I struggle to get my thoughts together. But when I get out of balance, I'll start small and just do one minute and then build it up to five minutes and then 10 minutes. Yeah. Set a timer, challenge yourself to do it for that full minute. And yeah. And there's guided meditations that you can do with apps or even just look up something on YouTube, right? And just follow along, listen along, um, get in a comfortable place and do that. I mean, if you feel like it is a hard, it's hard for you to fall asleep, do that while you're laying in bed. Sometimes I do that. I put earbuds in. I have an app that I use. I listen to a meditation. And most of the time I wake up and realize I didn't even make it to the end. Mm. That was good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I also love to use a sound machine. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. We have like all the things. It's like a whole ritual in my bedroom, but sleep is so good. (laughs) Sleep is important. And I love it. The older I get, the more I love it. (laughs) Yeah. We have a sound machine and I even take that thing traveling with me. You can even buy like these little teeny weeny sound machines that would fit in the palm of your hand and pack that in your travel bag, or just there's apps you can use on your phone 
for sound what machine. What do you use on your sound machine? What type of sound? Um, I just like white noise. Okay. I don't like the waves or the wind or any of that because then I find myself laying there waiting for the next wave. I have a beach one up in my room. I haven't had, I just realized when you mentioned that I haven't used it in a long time, but I like um, rain. And my, rain's good, but like, rain, my daughter uses rain. I use rain. So we all love rain. And I'm like, how do you sleep with rain? So then I tried rain one time. And if I ever need quiet, if I ever need to drown out the noise, whether I don't know if the kids have friends over or something and they're a little louder and I'm trying to sleep, then I'll put on the, and that's as simple as just going to YouTube. They have like, I don't know, 12 hour live rain. Yeah. So you don't, it, there's no commercials. There's no nothing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I even find if I listen to like the thunderstorm one, then I'm laying there waiting for the next <laughs> roll of thunder. thunder. <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah. So that doesn't work for me, but I, I do like white noise. It's really good. I love it. Yeah. I mean, sleep is, it's so important. It's really, it's just so good for the balance of our hormones and it's, it just refreshes everything. We know that people that do get a good night's sleep tend to um, weigh less. They have less weight, right? Because when we're not sleeping, it's raising our cortisol, which is our stress hormone stress. And that rises your blood sugar when you're, and then when you get those peaks and valleys, then people are tend to be reaching for like the starchy stuff, the stuff that's not beneficial, the, the, right. The sugary things and the caffeinated things and all those things that are going to add excess weight to the body. When you're well rested, your cortisol is where it should be when you rise and stays in the right place all day. You're you just tend to make better dietary choices. Right. So that's really important. Just so good for for the health of our hormones um, and for the health of our immune system. You're sleeping, your body is resting. Um, it's good for your heart. It keeps your blood pressure health at a healthy level. So many benefits of getting good sleep. So it's you know aside from taking we're not prescribing medication because a lot those medications really aren't sleep anyway. It's just kind of a sleep like state, but that's not real sleep. So taking the time to invest in yourself and making that effort every day, because sleep is a, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a process. It's not just a function. Taking yeah. the time to invest in getting that, making sure that you're doing things before sleep to ensure a good night's sleep will go a really long way. And, and it needs to be a habit. Don't just try it for a day. It needs and to be. Think of, think of sleep like it's self-care, really. Yeah. It's essential self-care. We really need to put ourselves first. You can't be working all day, shuffling kids around, making dinner, doing laundry till 11, 12 at night, and then waking up and starting your morning at five o'clock and making lunches and going on and going to work and, and repeating the same thing again. It, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. It's, it, you're going to burn out and you might not feel it. You might feel energized. You might feel like you're getting through, you're going through the motions, you're getting there, but what's happening on the inside? Yeah, then um, you're inside is where we're talking like that cortisol is starting to raise and raise and raise because you're burning the candle at both ends and you really need to make your we all do we need to make ourselves priority when it comes to sleep and my sleep time is non-negotiable I need my hours I need my hours or I'm not going to function right the next day and I know that about me so my phone goes down I don't I don't answer calls I don't answer I don't do phone past nine o'clock at night that's it I'm done silence the phone. I turn, I have a do not disturb that goes on at like, I think 8 PM. 
and it's on until 7 a.m. the next morning. Is that so- for me? <laughs> no, you should probably do that for me because I know you, <laughs> you probably wake up to messages for me and you're like, thank God I used to do not disturb because here she goes again. <laughs> Give me a to-do list for the day. <laughs> Let me also say this, like, I think we're talking a lot about menopause and like the struggle that women have as, as our hormones are shifting, but this is some really important stuff to teach our kids, young kids, teenagers, like kids nowadays, they're just not, they're so glued to their electronics. They take them to bed. They're not using the do not disturb feature. They don't unplug from this. Their sleep is so disturbed. That right. I think it's really important as adults, as parents to be those role models and to teach kids that sleep is important to teach them that routine, to show them and model that when they are young, when they're in elementary school, like here's our sleep routine, like, you know, it's bath time. And then like, you know, dim the lights. Let's watch some, let's watch some TV and like everybody relax and chill out and have the house be quiet and cool and comfortable. And yeah, mm-hmm. make their beds yeah. make their bed and their bedroom a little sanctuary for themselves as well. So it's somewhere that they want to be and want to go and, Cause you're setting that up later in life as they age as well, so that they will have these habits instilled in them. And so when they get to be, when they get to be menopausal, maybe they're not struggling as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I like, we talked about a lot of tips that people can do to get a good night's sleep, but what happens if you're trying them and you're still not getting that good sleep? One of the things that we also talk about in the book is a sleep journal. Yeah, track it, log it. Let's figure out what's happening. So log the time that you went to bed. Are you having trouble falling asleep? Do you have trouble staying asleep? If you're waking up in the night, why are you waking up? Is it because you're thirsty or you have to run to the ladies room or men's room? Uh, How many times did you wake up? Like things like this. We go over this in more detail in the book, but what could have kept you that night from getting good sleep? Did you exercise? Was it early enough in the day? Did you have caffeine? Was it later in the day? Or Mm -hmm. alcohol, people might think they're having that, I'm using air quotes, well-deserved and well-earned glass of wine at the end of the night. That might help you to fall asleep, but it doesn't help you to stay asleep. That's not a good approach for sleep hygiene. And then listing down any medications? Did you take medication too late or not late enough? Or things like that are all things to keep in mind when we're trying to track why someone's not getting a good quality night's sleep. Yeah, we we do. We review all that too in our uh, manage your blood sugar like a boss program as well, because like we had talked about sleep is directly correlated with blood sugar, cortisol, insulin. So yeah, that's all part of our blood sugar like a boss program. So Mm -hmm. We've got yeah homework assignments directly related to that as well. So, okay, I think is this a wrap, Gina? I think so. I think this was good. Hopefully, this was helpful. We hope everybody go out and make some changes. Get those sound machines. Get some essential oils. Dark, mm-hmm. Darkening blinds. Do all <laughs> the things. <laughs> Do all the things and reach out to us, and we'll support you however we can. So. We'd love to hear how you do with your sleep and, and what your struggles are and how we can be of service. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Friends, thank you so very much for joining us today. We know this podcast was full of amazing information. 
And our wish is that this blesses you in some way. We would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family so that others can learn about this important topic. As you listen to this podcast, we know you were thinking of others that need to hear this. And when you hear that calling, it's not accidental. So please share this podcast with them. We pray that this podcast will help more people to feel the confidence they need to begin their healing journey and take their health to the next level to reach their health goals, learn about nutrition and lifestyle choices so that we can all reach the goal to live a long, healthy, and happy life.